At the Table with Darlene. Welcome to At the Table with Darlene. We are so glad that you are here with us listening on this Sunday evening. Maybe it's a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. I don't know, but I hope you are listening to the podcast. And if you have just tuned in, I hope you will go back to number one and start all over and kind of see where we've coming from and what God is doing. And not only is he doing here in our lives and in your lives, God is doing so many things around the world. Uh, but tonight, uh, we again have with us uh, someone that's really special, uh, Joe Skiles Jr., all the way from Conrad... Con- Con- Concord. Concord. <laughs> I got it right last one then. Concord, California. New Hope, right? New Hope yes, Church. Ma'am. Yes, New Hope Church, Concord, California. And so we're so glad that he's with us. And sitting at the table to my right is Tiffany. And Tiffany, I didn't hear much from you on the last podcast, so I am expecting some real words of wisdom here tonight. I was taking advantage of our special guest. I'm happy to be here. If I have anything valuable to input, I certainly will. I know, you always (laughs) do. And I know, it is such a treat, such a treat to have Joe with us. And and of course, we still have uh, uh, Daryl sitting at the table by invitation as he likes it. We have to send him Yeah, we send him a card, you know, that says you are invited tonight to the party. We humbly request your presence. Humbly request your presence. And I RSVP'd and here I is. Yeah, Yeah, we need to make that up, you know, and hand it to him on the days we want him to come. Yeah, right? Well, as a pastor of a very successful church, I'm a very busy man, but I will take the time to be at the table. I would be here more often if there was food at the table. Well, we always have a cup of coffee, and I have known you to slip in snacks from time to time. As long as you don't crunch, we don't care. That was the first question when I walked in. He said, did you bring anything to eat? <laughs> no, I did not. By the way, Tiffany's our daughter. You didn't say that, but yes, she is. Yes, she is. If our they've daughter. listened at all to any of them, they know that she She's is. She's my friend. Yeah, oh, she yes. is. Thanks, She's Chris. Chris's friend, and yeah. sitting right across I'm from... I'm Jessica's friend. Yeah, yeah, and Jessica. <laughs> we have Chris Norman. I don't have many friends, but I have... Like you said, you don't have any friends. What I thought was really funny while it yeah, go was he was, I was like, Chris, how, how old are you going to be? And he was telling us like 35. And I said, oh, you're almost, you're halfway to middle age or you're right there at middle age because I remember Joey just looking at me and saying, oh, mom, you know what? You're middle age. And I'm like... <laughs> What am I now? <laughs> we have a granddaughter almost the same age as Chris. I know, and Chris is just like another son to us. We just love him and his oh, his beautiful wife, Jessica. And I just want to give a little plug for them right now. They are just such entrepreneurs here in Farmington, Missouri. Have a, She has a lovely boutique called Lovely Lilies. And, oh, goodness, she has the cutest clothes. I sneak down there every time I can. And I always come out with When you bag. were on vacation, she went down there and Even on vacation, yeah. I went and bought something. Yeah. They have such cute clothes and Super cute... Super profitable vacation. Yes, it was awesome. We helped finance your trip to yeah. Cancun. Yeah, yeah we did. And then they have a... Uh, well, Chris, tell us what yeah. all you got come going. Come on, Chris, tell us no, about... this isn't the At The Table Chris show. Well, no, just tell us because <laughs> for those... Yeah, we have yes. a screen printing shop and we have our marketing company. Yes. Yes. 
and uh, he's an RN by profession, but right now he's on a pause because he's got too many other things to do. Yeah, I, I'm retired from nursing. He's so. retired from nursing. We'll see if that, how long that lasts. At least long enough to get us all rolling good, right, Chris? Yeah, I have sure. a feeling it'll be a while. Oh, okay, yeah. good. We get you more because he was working so many hours in between the other. And yeah, God kind of told me I had to... Uh, Mm. Give up nursing. So here yeah, I God wanted him back in ministry a little more yeah. than he was, and so and some new pursuits of life, and so yeah, how exciting that is. Well, tonight, you know, we finished. Uh, uh, for those of you that listened to last week's broadcast, and with Joe as our visitor, uh, actually his family member, but he was visiting in, and uh, we we were talking about the the church and how his church has been. Uh, how many weeks? 27 weeks is it now? 28 uh, weeks? Yeah, so this week will be 24, 24 weeks. 24 weeks. Yeah, as of this week. Last time we talked, it was 23. So it's a 24, 24 <laughs> yeah. weeks. It's yeah. a week later. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 24 weeks. That, I mean, that's six months almost, you know, and that, yeah, that's, that's a long that's time. But yeah. yet the creative, uh, all the creative things that you all have been doing. So if you missed last week's podcast, Please go back and listen because I, it's such an encouragement to pastors, to leaders, to lay people, uh, just to encourage us that it doesn't matter what's going on in the world around us. And and right now, there is so many different things that day by day, it's a hap- it's happening. And, yes. and so, uh, in a lot of areas, it seems so dark and so bleak, but yet God is so at work. God is so doing something. And for the listeners that maybe you've just heard so many discouraging things and it seems like everywhere around you it is falling apart and fear has come in we want to bring you some encouraging news because God is still doing some mighty things and he will reveal himself to you he wants to reveal himself to his people so badly and so listen with an open heart tonight and I hope that you get excited I got so excited at a service recently because, Chris, you uh, sent something to me about a revival that is going on in Southern California. And since, Joe, you're from California, that's got to excite you, too. Uh, And, uh, Chris, tell us a little bit about that revival. Well, it's in Huntington Beach, and it's set up by a group called um, Saturate OC. And... um, God just put it on their heart that during this, actually their exact words, where there's a 50,000 person harvest in Huntington Beach during summer 2020, pray for workers, was what God spoke to them right, right in the middle of all the COVID mess. And I mean, it's every Friday they're meeting out there, there's thousands and thousands of people showing up. People are just being baptized like in the ocean. Um, that's being covered by Fox News. Bethel Music is showing up. They're comparing it to the Jesus People movement of the 60s and 70s, which is crazy. Um, wow. I mean, that's a big deal. And You know, that's where Chuck Smith got his start yeah. with uh, Calvary. Uh, what was it? What are they called? Uh, Calvary Chapel. Calvary Chapel out of Costa Mesa. Yeah. yeah. Which people were being baptized as young as three years old. And, uh, I mean, it's just like completely crazy there are people who are just standing in line baptizing each other there's so much going on in the ocean there. in the ocean and like getting saved and then baptizing each other and then they're setting up these huge discipleship online programs and stuff to make sure the people are discipled it's a really cool deal and i sent it knowing i sent it to darlene knowing like i've been looking for this kind of stuff to happen because it almost feels like that when 
when God wants to show up, I think I could be wrong. I think it was Elijah with the fire, and he was facing the um, the heathens the of prophets some of Baal. Sort. Yeah, the prophets of Baal, and God's like, just pour water on it. Like, like it, it, God is always like wanting to step above. Like, just watch what I can do. Just you know hold my beer and not the guy saying that but it's kind of you know stand back and watch uh-huh. me see what I'm going to do you yeah. know in this situation and I think that's kind of what it is in this because is you know we have all these things going on we have COVID we have freaking pedophile situations going on we have killer bees and killer hornets and lord knows what else is showing up and God in the middle of it, it's like watch what I can do you know yes. let's see how much you know, know glory we can get out of this and you know that's what I got from, you know, hearing, you know, what you were saying earlier in the last podcast of, you know, learning new ways, yes. you know, our, our, as a church market, in church marketing, we're gaining new insights from this, we're gaining new channels, we're gaining new reach mm-hmm. that we probably wouldn't, it probably would have taken us five or ten years without sure. something, without being in the fire, without the this refining period, yeah, and now so we're being true. forced into it. But now we're getting these new channels. You know, you're doing call centers with this churches, increase the um, Facebook Live and increase a lot of things, actually. But um, a lot of churches are doing that. There's new online Bible studies that are happening every day. And God's just, you know, I think just saying, watch what I can do. And yeah. I think that's what we're seeing with that revival. Yeah. I mean, that's just such exciting news. And not only is it going to be... In Huntington Beach, I, I'm, I'm so excited about that because I believe that God wants to bring it to every area that is looking and expecting for him because he is definitely going to move. He has always showed up. He has always moved in oppositional times. Yes. And, and so to me, I just, when I read that, it, it was just like, uh, being set on fire, so to so to speak, I was so excited. My spirit leaped within me because it's like, yes, God, that is just like you. Because we've been saying it, we've yeah. been expecting it, and and here, you know, it's being manifested. And I'm sure that's just one way yeah. that it has been manifested. I believe it will be in more and more places. I believe it's going to show up in local churches. I believe it can show up where there is just uh, online services going on, Joe. I believe it can happen while you're preaching, you know. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> well, it, it absolutely is, and whether it's on a beach or whether it's, we would say, whether it's seen or unseen, God is moving, and the Lord has been speaking to us that just spiritual transformation uh, if he did anything for us, it's spiritual transformation Good. belongs back in the home. Yes. If people are just solely depending on Pastor, Pastor mm-hmm. and Darlene Rhodes mm-hmm. for their spiritual anchor points, they're missing what God wants to do in their life. So that reviving yes. comes to them personally. It comes to their home. Yes. It comes to their children. And I've been telling our team, okay, so we've been six months, coming up on six months of being online. What, what if what if they decide to cut our internet off and we can't extend yeah. the gospel to everyone yeah. in a Sunday? I said, look how fragile mm-hmm. that, that, that this moment is for us. So we can't gather, and if they decided to cut our internet off or something happened to that... We ask ourselves, are people strong enough oh, to survive 
it's good. in their That's in their good. own spiritual so uh, formation. Mm-hmm. Are they equipped? Are they ready? Now, I have to look at myself. So I'm going to turn the guns back on myself. Because that's how Tina and I have been praying. And actually, we've been working with someone who uh, teaches it. Uh, prof- they're, they're professors down at the King's University at Gateway, uh, uh, Daniel and Rhonda Davis. And we're actually rethinking how we even do discipleship in our church. We love our life groups. We love all those things. But we just realize the need for the deeper dive yeah. into the things of God. Yeah. And sometimes that people think depth is so far away, like it's on a top shelf of an old English bookcase, and that there's so much knowledge, but they, they're intimidated by opening that book that may be a little bit thicker, that may be a little bit more, uh, you know, misunderstanding for them. And we just, I see in my, my spirit, this open shelf in the middle of this, of the middle of a sea of books where God is wanting to pull something off of a shelf, put it down where people can grab it and understand it in a whole new way. It gives me goosebumps thinking about it right now. So that's what he's showing us in the midst of all of this is, okay, so what if there's another pandemic Mm -hmm. and we have another, what if we have a whole year where we're not face to face? Can people survive being in like, like a disciple, like a resilient disciple? Can they survive being in a dungeon can they survive when the only thing they can see are stars through bars can they survive mm, uh, so on their good. on their own knowledge of who god is in their life and an understanding of the word and yeah. we just feel like it is our responsibility to engage them and equip them with as much passion as i would want them to serve as much passion as i would want them in a life group I gotta have as much passion to get them into a deeper depth than who Christ is. So yes. that's where revive. That's where the reviving yes. comes from. I right believe. There. I, cool. I believe that. You know, one of the things that, and, and and I love that you said that because it's it's so good how God speaks to His people, and yeah. and what He says, and 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 you just added a whole new dimension to to my thinking. But I know that when uh, this all started, uh, one of the things that Daryl and I decided to do was to teach on the home, the family again, because it all has to start within the home. We're in trouble if we don't have, like you said, our basis. If it's not an individual thing, if it doesn't start in the heart of a man and a woman, and you bring it to your children, and you keep on life, you know, because if all you had was your family around you, and that's it. That's right. Do you have enough to survive and help them come out strong? Yes. And so, yeah, I think it is a wow moment for all of us to to step back, and and that's why God wants to deal with our hearts so much. That's why he wants us to sense his presence, because his presence is not to give us goosebumps. His presence is to show us that he's real. And that he wants to walk in our lives and that he wants to reveal himself. And that's what he's trying to do. We had someone come in to our church just just a couple, maybe three weeks ago, four weeks ago. I don't know. It was before we went on vacation. And they came in because they uh, were hungry. And we have a a dinner on Wednesday night. And they had heard that we do. And they came to eat. And they came in and they ate and then they left. And they came back then, was it on Sunday or an, uh, the following week? I'm not sure. I think it, Sunday. Maybe they came back on Sunday because we had told them that we also have a breakfast. And they came okay. back and this young man, whom had never been to a church before, ever, 
gave his heart to the Lord. Oh, wow. And he has not missed a service yet. Got baptized wow. last Sunday. He told me last night yeah. that he's been looking for a job forever, and he just got hired. He just got hired uh, this past week. Yeah. That's so cool. And that is wow. what God is, is wanting so cool. to do, because He wants us to be able to live in all situations. This is kingdom yeah, that's living, right. and that's where He wants us to be living at. And so that's why it's so, it's, it's so daggum ex, uh, exciting. You know, what? all of this reminds me of the book of Acts. The church never grew and prevailed unless there was persecution, mm-hmm. unless there was yeah. opposition. And, uh, you know, America doesn't know a whole lot about opposition uh, in, the, in the not church in, world. Not in these no, uh, era of time, not, at least. No, yeah. and so, so it, it's yeah. really... You know, instead of instead of it knocking us back on the ground, we ought to rise up and rejoice. Blessed, you know, are you when men shall persecute you and revile you for my name's sake. Wow. You know, and wow. I think the church ought to be rejoicing because when you read Acts, the, it says time and time again, you know, the church was persecuted, but then the, the word of God prevailed. The word of God grew mightily. Time and time so again, good. it talks about how we grew and how we, how the church multiplied yes. when there was persecution. And we've yes. been in countries that have told us, people have told us, we are praying for the American church to have persecution yes. so that they will fall on their knees yes. and, and draw close to God. And we're like, don't pray that. Yeah, <laughs> but that's what they told us. No, no please, no, we didn't, but that, that is the truth. Yeah. So I like what you said oh, wow, in the, in the last so podcast, you know, in, instead of getting bitter, uh, we need to pray, God, help us to be more creative to to reach more people in this time of opposition, in this time of persecution. And we don't know what's going to happen November 3rd. We don't know how our nation's going to uh, change. Uh, and if it if it changes and, and we find out that uh, we might have a president that doesn't believe like, like uh, our president, president does now i mean who knows who knows what what's going to happen to the church world but the church will prevail jesus is building the church and he said the gates Gates of hell hell. will not prevail against the church and we've got to remember that and that's what's so exciting because we get to be part of that this is our time this is our chance and here we are your aunt and uncle that's a little bit older than quite a bit older (laughs) than you actually uh and we can still be excited and exuberant because we've never had this opportunity before. Yeah, and it, it's, we, it should be it should be exhilarating. Yes, I, I think new things are exhilarating, and you have to think about how the gospel went forward, the resiliency of disciples. Mm. I cried the other day with this thought in my mind. I, I like hold back ugly cry. Had to hold back to keep from ugly crying. Mm. Imagine, uh, and maybe it didn't happen like this, and I know they went out at different times to different parts to carry the gospel, but imagine that last time they kind of huddled up, put their arms around each other, and said, hey guys, it's been a pleasure. I love you guys. We're getting ready to carry something so powerful. And they just kind of all were in a circle with their arms around each other's shoulders, crying, knowing probably they would never see each other again. Why? Because they were going to deliver the gospel in spite of persecution. Yeah. Yeah. And they would lay their life down as martyrs, the ultimate persecution. And see, we're in this season when everybody's talking about fear, anxiety, depression, which which does what? Creates the, the notion of suicide, mm-hmm. people taking their own life. And, and when I, I mention that because here's the difference 
in the season that we're in, if we recognize it as the church and as the equipped and as resilient disciples. Martyrs laid their life down because they understood um, that they've overcome the reality of the flesh and could see into eternity. People commit suicide because they can't control the reality of their flesh, so they try to take it in control themselves. But when you're living for Christ, you're living for more than just the persecution of this age or the trial of this age. You, you've got a different viewpoint of what eternity looks like. So it's a pleasure to say, okay, God, if you need to stretch me, stretch me. If you need me to start a podcast, even though I, in my mind, I'm like, okay, well, don't you think I'm a little old for this or do I... Or I I really have anything to say. I stammer around a little bit too much or stutter a little bit. (laughs) Exactly. But what's he do? He pushes us into something new because our our reality is heaven. Our reality is the Father. Our our reality now uh, is is eternity. And we're not controlled by the problems and the pressures of this world. We have to contend with them, but I have to see beyond them and able to to actually, uh, you know, get through them here in this life. So we, we have the beauty of knowing the, our Lord and Savior, and, and that's that's what we have to get everybody else in hope seeing as well. Yeah, that that is that is just so exciting. And, and uh, uh, Chris, I, I, I really appreciate you uh, bringing that to our attention because we, we, we need to remember that God's at work. He, yes. He's going to move differently at different places, but, I mean... So good. How do we know the ripple effect of one move of God and another move of God over here? And we just know that God is fluid, that he is moving, and and, uh, we're all learning a lot from this time. I think God's excited to work. I think he's excited to do big things. Like, I don't think it's a, oh, God, save me from this kind of scenario. I think it's a step back and, like, God, let's see what what you're going to do. This is cool, you know? It's like, Mm -hmm. it's like, you can look at lightning and be scared of it because it could strike you down, or you can look at lightning and be awe of the creation of what lightning is. <laughs> that's really good. And, and, you know, that's I, really good. I think that's what God wants us to do right now is to take step back, look at this. It's like I stand on the front porch and look at tornadoes. I know it's not going to hurt me. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to see what good. God's going to do in this situation. You know, and, and be awed and, and and blessed by the miracles that He's going to do. Yeah, that's so good, and that's what we have got to. Uh, in our homes, you know, as fathers and mothers and grandparents and, and, and to our children because right. they are be- they're fed so much negative. Yes. And, yes. and so, you know, they're get- getting yes. ready to go back to school some areas and, and there is so much fear, you know, mm-hmm. of COVID or fear of the unknown because this was an unknown for everyone. This is not somewhere that we've all been in in our lifetime. Right. But, but when, if we can keep seeing it in those of us, that we understand that we're created for such a time as that. That's right. And if we can see it and we keep passing that message along, and I believe that God would just continue to show up and we can see it. I remember two years ago, or a year, maybe it was a year and a half ago, the Lord I uh, said to me, darling, what do you see? And, you know, I was like, what do I see? Okay, I told him what I see. But then I knew that he was saying, what do you see? And then what do you hear? And he took me to where I could see and I could hear in the spirit. It took me a moment 
to see that he was talking about. What do you see in wow. the spirit here real quick? What do you see now? What are you hearing me wow. say? And I think that, again, if we can understand that he wants mm -hmm. us to see and to hear what he's saying and what he's doing, because it's pretty amazing. Good. It's not yeah. what we're used to. Yeah. But it's amazing. Yeah. yeah. You know, and as, shep as shepherds leading churches, we are to know the state of our flock. We are to be able to help people. Uh, you know, we talked about the heart. We got to understand how to get people's hearts in, a, in the right place with the Lord because out of the heart flow the issues of mm -hmm. life. And if the heart's not good, the issues of life get worse if the mm -hmm. heart is not able to confront. Uh, some of those those hardships, mm -hmm. but then also that rebirthing, that revival that we started talking about, it can happen not only in your church, but only is, but it happens in the heart, yeah. in the hearts, in the yes. homes of people. Yes. Because I mean, and, and it has to be almost like, okay, I know where I've been, and it's harder to revitalize. Tim, was it Tim Keller? I was reading, and I wrote it down. Tim Keller said it's easier to give birth than to revive someone. It's easier, easier to birth someone than it is to revive someone. And so for us, we can look back and say, oh, here we are. we we got to revive what we've had before. No, I think God's wanting to get new, new birth, birth yes. to new things yes. in this season that will create yes. new revival. And even if it looks different, I, I, I've got my mind and my heart set on maybe, maybe, people don't come back to church the same way. Maybe they're not elbow to elbow. Maybe mm -hmm. it's not shoulder to shoulder. But no maybe matter. I've got, I, maybe I got 50% more uh, online than I had in the auditorium mm -hmm. and it's not packed out, but we're still seeing greater results. Yeah. I can't see it with my eyes anymore and I have to believe God's mm -hmm. birthing something new and be willing to see it with his eyes and not my Amen. eyes. And, and thank him for that. If I don't yeah. thank him for all of these things, was it Romans one twenty one? it says, you know, although they knew God, they, they, they neither glorified him nor give thanks right. until their thinking became futile and their foolish hearts were darkened. That That is for us. Yes. Our thinking became can be futile and our hearts can become dark because we're not thanking him for the season we're in mm -hmm. and and rather it's making us bitter where we're just having to go back yeah. and feel like well, can you can you revive that lord no nope, i want to birth something new mm -hmm. so right. i like the rebirth much better i do too <laughs> amen i hook on to that that part is exciting that part it's is so good. it's so exciting it's challenging it but it's exciting it i is. mean and it's hard work it's harder work yeah. to re, you know to birth something to give labor to that but man when that when that baby comes through, it is so exciting for everybody, for the family, yes, for amen. for the parents, for the home. You know, the the sounds of life is what it is. <laughs> yes. So, but amen. I think the church is always in transition. We should always yes, be moving forward. The church was never yes, meant to stand still. And just because the way we've had church uh, during our lifetime doesn't mean that's the way church is always going to be. And if you if you go back in your church history. And remember, even in, in uh, uh, the last, you know, 100 years or the last, uh, maybe the last 80 years where, you know, God moved the church out of the building and it wasn't long before big tents were cropping up all over our nation and the, the, the healing revival, you know, with Oral Roberts and, and uh, some of the, the big name people that were great healing evangelists. 
Uh, wow. You know, it wasn't that God was trying to close the church. He was wanting to transition the church into uh, greater things and begin to see that that he, he, he is a healing God. And then, yes. and then after, after, after that, you know, after the healing revival came, you know, the, the charismatic movement and, you know, people that were stuck in the, the, on the wave of the, uh, healing revival didn't want to move on with the, the, the uh, wow. the charismatics and then the, and then the word of faith came along and then, then came the teach, the word teaching. And it's just, there's been so many different waves, but the church has always been in transition. And you can even look back, uh, you know, in the Bible and see where the, yeah. that was continually changing. And that, you know, that's, that's just excited. That it is. And yeah. it'll make us excited it for should. today. It's, you know, yeah. the church will probably never go back to the way it was in 2019. We don't want it to. Oh my goodness. No, we, we don't, don't want, want it to, to. because God's got something so much better. We're sure beginning to taste and see, all taste and see that the Lord yes. is good. And you may run against, you may come up against some opposition among your peers because you're talking this way. Yeah. I mean, where, and, and you know, yeah. personally, some, some people may absolutely need that and they have to check their own heart for themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, it may be something that they have to have for themselves, but remember, God doesn't. God doesn't look at our church just through the lens of you two personally, but to preserve it. Yes. Even even solid rock, it's being yes. preserved, yes. not just for you, but for God and the next generation as Absolutely. well. And if you're not careful, you'll make decisions according to what you want rather than to what God wants. Oh, that's so and then there'll, there'll be no preservation. And until he tarries, that is our, that's our primary role. It's like, okay, God, I want the church to come alive but in the midst of this, I had somebody really had a hard time with how I said this the other day. They're like, well, what did, what's the one of the words that the Lord gave you when you when, when you first went to New Hope? And I knew I was coming into a, a moment of revitalization with the church where he asked us to come to. And I said, I was so scared. I didn't know what to do. I'm a country kid uh, who calls Steelville home where, where I would have been raised. <laughs> who you goes know, to Steelville for vacation? <laughs> 1,500 people now in a county with, you know, 1.5 million people. And here I am called to the Bay Area. And and I'm like, I'm just such a little fish in a big ocean here. And the Lord just calmed my spirit by saying, you're going to be here about 20 years, you know. And if you're here for that long, what I want you to do is to preserve this work in the earth, if I should tarry. That's how what he spoke to my heart. Preserve the work. So it's not about you. It's always about me. So I had this revelation on my first day. I had that revelation, and I tell people I saw when I took the pulpit here in my church, I saw uh, in my first day, my last day, in the same day. Wow. Hmm. Because God showed me such a small, short period of my life, but a longer period of the work of the church in the earth if I do what's expected of me. Amen. So, so, I mean, I have to believe that this season is just a part of the preservation of the church. If I try to keep doing what I was doing, maybe I miss something and the church crumbles and the church fails. And if I refuse to go on Zoom and if I refuse to connect and say, Uh well, I'm just going to... I don't. I don't agree with all of this. Yeah. Um, no, I, I can't. I don't have yeah. the privilege to do that because I'm. I'm working as God's vessel to keep the church alive and vibrant. Amen. And I have yeah. to just kind of pivot yeah. with where He's taking us. That's right. Yeah. The Bible it. says it love in it, the, love it. in the last days that knowledge will increase more and more. And I don't think 
I don't think for one minute that technology has advanced just so that we can stay home and watch movies in our living room or that we can watch movies on our iPhone or or that we can download music. I I think technology has improved for the moving forward of the kingdom of God. Yeah, Until just, all the world hears, Uncle Daryl. That's, that's right. right. All the world hears. And, and, oh and my God, better, what are we to that? What a better way to hear it. And, and you know, we've been we've been in the back, and I know you have too, in in the hills of Africa or the plains of Africa, where where there's uh, everybody's walking. There's towers. no cars, but there's cell phone towers everywhere. <laughs> they got a cell phone. And the Maasai's walking around with a phone in their yeah, ear. They do. They absolutely yes. do. I gawked. I mean, I literally got like, you got to be kidding, because sometimes our internet is not so good just where we live down the road. I mean, it's crazy. But yet out here, and I tell him all the time, how come yeah. our internet's not better when they can have... <laughs> yeah. I'll tell you a funny story that goes along with that. It's It's got a little bit of a sidetrack, but it's funny. We were in northern... We were in Iraq. Tina and I took a team over to Iraq when all the Syrians were fleeing uh, around 2013 or 14. And uh, we... There are 70,000 people in this refugee camp of, over on the border of uh, Iraq and Syria, and we're going through all of these tents, and hanging off of every tent and cardboard house yeah. is a, saddle, is a yes. satellite, and yes. everybody's got a phone, and I'm like, well... There you go. The gospel. Everybody's hearing something. <laughs> the gospel. That's how it's going to go. Yeah, that's here, exactly right. You know, and here's here, here's a nugget too. You know, because we see all this seemingly opposition with Google, with uh, Facebook, with all the different uh, platforms. It's as if the Christians are being attacked. You know, this and that. Right. But I'm right. telling you what God says. You just hang on a moment. Yeah. Sure. Because. The ideas were mine. Yeah, I was the one that planted it. I knew how to get my gospel out. Wow, and so wow. instead of cursing, what we see, begin to bless it, that God is going to use it for his kingdom. And we're going to watch and see it's going to turn around. Now, I don't know how that's wow. going to happen. But, but I believe that that's a little factor because there's some persecution coming there. But yeah. God always moves in that. So, yeah. so, you know. So, uh, let me ask you a question, okay. Darlene. Do you, do you guys, where you're at, do you find yourself on the op- in the opposition of how primarily the church can take a narrative and say, oh, you're stripping away my, my religious liberties or you're swiping something for me that maybe God's using for you guys? I mean, for any of us right now, I, I try not to get bound by the narratives, but is that hard for you guys to think, oh, God's using this. I'm not going to get caught up in ostracizing myself from my community because I I think in a company of peers or do you, am I going to you know, go where God, I'm going to kind of lean into this and say, God, what do you want from this? Mm-hmm. Do you guys find that hard? Well, well, we live in a, a little bit different area than you do, Joe, because we happen to live in a community that is a little more... Uh, 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 they're not liberal, you know, more conservative, right. and so we see a little bit different. But I also believe that there's, that you know, we have pastors and we have friends, and and we do understand that right. the enemy would like to take our rights. You know, we we do understand sure. that that if he can if he can put his thumb down, he'd like to do that. But I believe as a church and as an individual and all, if we understand that he cannot do that, that right. it can't happen. You know, I think that that's where the difference comes in but do we sense it do we have uh probably as much as you do on the west coast probably not what do you think hun or or tiffany or something i i don't know 
the well, answer I, to his I, question. I agree with you. I do feel like there are some people with very, very good intentions that say, you're not going to take my rights away. I'm not going to do... Right. It doesn't matter what you right. say. I'm not going to do what you ask. Right. And I feel like that's our knee-jerk reaction in a lot right. of... A lot everywhere. Mm -hmm. But I really... I just keep thinking about what Joe said before about what can we do. What You know, let's honor our our rulers and such. Um, and, and instead of reacting... Mm -hmm. Let's respond, mm -hmm. you know, and, really and instead of saying, you can't do this to my church, I'll do what I want, thinking on the other side of it, what can we do then? What is what is it that we can do? And so I that's yeah. just really, that is speaking a lot to me. Mm -hmm. But I do think that there are a lot of places that are, are saying, you can't, you know, around here especially, you can't take my guns, you can't take my, you know, you can't take yeah. this and that. And mm -hmm. there's a lot of that, and I think that we get caught up in that mm -hmm. so easily. Yeah. And that's like clickbait, really, you know. Mm -hmm. You get so caught yeah. up in that that we miss the opportunity to say, what can we, what, okay, what's another path? Mm -hmm. You know, such as everybody, every church, every church in America, are they're now uh, media ministers, you know, and, mm -hmm. and churches who would never have imagined them mm -hmm. to even mm -hmm. think about going yeah. online, even the little bitty churches, and, and now everybody's online, everybody's on um, social media and that sort of thing, and so I think that that's the direction that everyone has to go, is instead of the knee-jerk reaction, you can't do this to me, then let's mm -hmm. say, how can I reach people better? in spite of this. Mm -hmm. And that's, yeah. that's yeah. what I think. Everybody was on social media before. Right. Mm -hmm. They just weren't yeah. doing ministry yeah. through right. it. Right. Yes. Yeah. Everybody on Facebook or Twitter or yeah. something. And, mm -hmm. and But now now why not turn that into a ministry mm -hmm. instead of just a social yes. networking of, yes. of people? Mm -hmm. And I do believe that we all have the right to stand up for sure. our, uh, our rights. I, yes. I believe we have that right and responsibility to do that. But we can't get stuck there. But we can't, yeah, we absolutely cannot yeah. get stuck there. We have to realize that in the midst of what seemingly others are trying to do, we've got to see God at work. Yeah. And I, yes. I think that's probably where we get off balance because we get to worried so much about if this one gets in or that one gets in, then they're going to take this and that. But you know what? God... God will help his his people are going to rise up and they're going to stand. You've never seen the righteous forsaken. No, forsake you know they're going to stand for right. Oh, We're going to stand good. for right. We are. Yeah. We're going to stand yeah. for our constitution, for our bill of rights. We're going to do that sure. because we have sure. a mandate to do that. But we're going to do it with the right attitude. Yeah. And with the right spirit, and we're going to understand that there are people that are so lost out there, they have no idea what they're doing. And, yeah. and uh, they're looking for something, and, and hopefully some of them are going to find Jesus when they didn't even expect it. Well, and the church is being watched. Yes, so, we are. You know, and, and Joe spoke about that earlier, too. When all this is over, and I believe there will be an end eventually to all the craziness, but when it's over, they're watching us now. They may not respond to us right now, mm -hmm. but they are watching mm -hmm. how we're responding. Yeah, and, and whenever the doors open back up and, yeah. and we can have our crowds and we can do mm -hmm. all the things again, they're going to be like, well, that church there, they were really belligerent and nasty yeah. and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And, you know, and and they never closed and they never did anything, you mm -hmm. know. And we've all just done what we could do, the best with what we can do. Right. But we oh. have to be so focused. I think we need to be hyper-focused on how we can reach our people and keep them strong, like you said, but then also how the community um, is seeing Christians as a whole. Amen. And so we have to yeah. take the power that is in our hands and use it yeah. to reach those yes. people Amen. because 
they're not some of them are not being reached haven't been reached like the gentleman who came you right. know for dinner the other right and the gentleman wow. that just walked down he's been living up there i don't know in apartments up above our church he's just walked down the last yeah. three services Wow, uh, or drove awesome down or whatever, that? and so yeah, that is so cool. God is doing wonderful things, and so and Tiffany and Tiffany, by the way, it, the craziness never ends when you live right. in the Bay Area. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's true. That's I'm why sure. we live in Missouri. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but you know what? God put Joe and Tina and his precious family out there to fight oh, the good fight, it. and. Uh, do exactly what you're doing. How's so, your daughter yeah, doing? Can you tell us how she's doing, Brookie doing? Yeah, she's doing great. You know, she works for the King's University right. uh, down there, affiliated with Gateway. And uh, right now she's working remotely, as a lot of people have been. But she went through, uh, uh, she's been going through, she had her last, she got one more chemotherapy treatment this uh-huh. fall. Good. And then I think her... Uh, her uh, disease will be in full remission. So she's feeling strong and feeling healthy. There's a few health complications she's got to overcome still with her hearing um, and her ears because that attacked obviously her her respiratory system and her ears. Um, so, but she's doing really good. Such um, a sweetheart. Feeling, she's feeling strong and healthy. Such yeah, a sweetheart. And we're great. and we're All still the girls are doing good. We're still praying for so. we're praying for Malachi. Believing yes. that God's going to raise him up. Yeah, he, same with him. He had an autoimmune disease that attacked his vital organs, all of them. Brooks, were atta- Brooks attacked her lungs, and it took them about 12 days to diagnose her. They, they still haven't fully diagnosed Malachi. Uh, you know, yeah, he's only right, six, but right. he's fighting for his life right now. And, uh, he's been in ICU and course, for how long? Three months? Boy, he, yeah, he's been in ICU for three months yeah. and sedated for about as long. So, uh, Those that's um, listening... You know, uh, when you pray, call out Malachi. Pray for Malachi. Amen. Yes. That God will cousin. just absolutely turn it around. And our granddaughter, yes. Amy, uh, also has autoimmune system. Uh, wow. She has a couple of diseases that she's fighting, and that's uh, right now really struggling. And so remember Amy when you pray. And Joe, we are so glad. Hey, I wanted to tell you that your other cousin called me this morning. And he's, I haven't even told my wife yet, but he wants to come to our house on Monday. He wants Darlene and I to mentor him for a day. And oh, John, uh, David. John David and Rachel. Oh, that, is oh, that means awesome. I've got to clean my house, and it's so dirty. <laughs> <laughs> Does anybody out there want to come clean my house before that? I mean, that would be really nice. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that they're, they're such, You'll have a great time. They're yeah, such good kids, doing such a great job they over are. there. They're doing wonderful. They are. Well, it's been well, a good and a pleasure. Mom and Dad, you know, my mom and Dad think you guys are just the cream of the crop I oh, love you well, I so love sweet. you guys we so much them. he just needs to learn to answer his text you know, oh, he's, he's the world's worst oh, text. Oh, oh, oh come on join join oh, in with us yeah. no I I don't know how many texts I haven't got responded oh, to. Oh, my gosh. Daryl Rose is absolutely horrible Ouch. in answering te- texts and calls. Ouch. Our church, they don't even try anymore with him hardly. I get I get all of it because he doesn't. So how dare I, I'm he? I'm good in phases. I am good in phases. <laughs> well, you were good today. <laughs> well, Darlene and I can be in the middle of a deep conversation, and she'll get a text, and all of a sudden, I'm chopped liver. Now, careful. Careful. <laughs> That's right. I take care of the sheep. He'll be there in a, in a little bit. I'll be right back. Well, you know, you know, this generation, if they text you, they think that 
they deserve an answer immediately. And I'm like, I just don't run around with my phone uh, giving me notifications all the time. If not, I'll never get anything That's completed. true. So. That's, that's what I say, <laughs> that's Joe. That's all you needed to that's hear. That's all you needed to hear. But the fact is, he just ignores it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, we better pray. We better get out of here and pray. But what a joy. What yes. a pleasure. Thank you for joining us, Joe. And I'll so we're going to pray for, for those that's been listening, and I believe that God is just touching hearts. And I believe that there's been excitement raised within the hearts of God's people. I really, really do. I believe that, that people are excited about Jesus. Chris, would you pray before we go off the air tonight? Yes. Thank you. Heavenly Father, we just come before you in Jesus' name, and just thank you, God, for this time we've had around the table. Thank you, God, for Joe and his um, family, Lord. And we just thank you, God, that, that this family, Lord, that's listening to this podcast, God, that they understand, Lord, that mindset is everything. And no matter what is going on right now, no matter what we see, no matter how bad, Lord, your word says that any plague or calamity that comes near us, God, yes. it won't even touch mm-hmm. us, yes. Lord. That we can see the evil, God, but they will understand that we don't have to be touched by the evil, God. That you're here to do a mighty work, God. And that the fear that is just trying to plague this entire world, Lord, that that your power just shows up greater than anything that we've ever seen, God. Anything in our generation, God. We know that this has probably happened a hundred other times in Mm -hmm. creation, God. But this is what we're dealing with, God. And we know that you're faithful, Lord. And just thank you, God, for the freedom of fear and just for the new mindset, the new vision, the new sight that you're giving um, um, all of our listeners and all yes. of our family, Lord. And we just thank you for that in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 And until the next time at the table with Darlene, may the peace of God rule and reign in your heart. God bless you. <laughs>